What's up, party people? You know, the Jesus is Supernatural podcast. Holy crap, I've got an angel in my room. <laughs> this is my second take, and um, I promise I didn't notice him before that. Wow. All right. Well, I have an audience. Uh, <laughs> I have an audience for this episode. And um, I'm a bit distracted. Forgive me. Uh, okay. Well, here we go. Um, <laughs> the topic of the episode is not the angel uh, in my living room right now uh, giving me a, a look. And uh, did I say living room? I meant my international podcasting studio. That's where I am right now. The uh, international location, uh, secret uh, international podcasting studio uh, it's very um it's very uh, wealthy and exuberant and uh i have a butler all of that's a lie but um <laughs> anyway really my studio is just a rotating uh wherever the heck i am and have the ability for a quiet atmosphere uh good sound and um a microphone um i do use a microphone so um as long as I have one nearby, it makes it a lot easier to use. All right, let's get on topic. So uh, <laughs> the idea for today's episode was with the recent, um, the recent fires in Maui, and my heart just breaks for what has happened in uh, that beautiful state, that wonderful island, and um, all those amazing people that I've gotten to meet from Maui and, and know there that have lost everything. And um, I wanted to share a story about uh, the last time I was in Maui, and um, I hope to be there soon. Maybe by the time this podcast episode actually airs, um, you know, because it should be uh, a couple months from now from me recording this that um, it looks like I'll have my feet on the ground here soon and uh, be able to help out. And I'm really excited to to get there and, and really do whatever I can and meet with ministry partners and meet with locals and um, bring some much needed supplies and, and frankly, just some moral and, uh, um, bring some laughs, moral support is what I was going there. Not morals, but moral support and, uh, just bring some joy and laughter to people that have suffered a lot. And, uh, in the meantime, I wanted to share what happened, um, the last time I was in Maui. And if you've heard this story, um, I promise you're going to want to hear it again. I love telling this story. I love telling it every time. Um, I almost feel like I enjoy it more the more I tell it because it is one of the most profound moments of my entire life and uh, let alone moments with just Jesus in general. But there's so much, so much, so much to unpack from this event. And um, I use it a lot in teaching. Um, depending on what I'm teaching on, I'll, you know, I'll use it to, to illustrate a couple different points. And, um, that's, that's part of the call on my life, uh, the prophetic call on my life to, uh, to be a walking illustration for other people. That's what I believe about myself. And, um, that is in some ways what motivates me. I will most often take the route that gives me a better story, regardless of the, uh, the help to it. It's one of the reasons why I choose layover cities, uh, rather than direct flights. And, um, it's one of the reasons I do crazy things, even if I don't want to, 
Uh, not because uh, I'm forcing myself to do something, but because internally I'm going, man, but think about the story. And uh, as a storyteller, for sure, um, I really love that stuff. So anyway, here we go. Um, I hope you enjoy. But about a year ago in, um, I believe it would have been February or early March of 2022, uh, I had the wonderful opportunity to accompany my mentor, my um, spiritual mentor, my boss at one time, my partner, my friend, my absolute just favorite person to be around, Chad freaking Deadman, and uh, the one and only founder of Catch the Wave Global. It's a wonderful nonprofit and hope to have him on the podcast here soon so you can all meet him if you haven't had a chance. And um, I'm going to do a very impromptu plug. Uh, if you don't know anything about Catch the Wave and what they do and Chad Deadman, I guarantee you, you need to look into it, research it, find who they are and find ways to donate because these people are world changers and they do it in the most fun way. But I had a great opportunity to accompany Chad to Maui with his team and and just had the most spiritually um, rejuvenating week, 10 days of my life. I mean, flat out, it was the best trip I have ever been on as far as um, spiritual refilling and um, overall just relaxation. And I know, you know, it's Hawaii, so in some ways, I'm sure most people kind of expect that, but um, that's not why I went. I just went for the story to be like, oh, yeah, I got to go to Hawaii, you know, and I've always wanted to go to Hawaii. And uh, now uh, looking back, it's like, okay, yeah, I've done a lot of amazing things. I've been to a lot of amazing places, and I've been to better places, but I've never been on a single trip that. Um, I think uh, I, I've definitely been on trips that have changed my life, but this trip did something to me that was just um, unexplainable. And part of that, of course, is the people you're with when you're with amazing people and uh, having a wonderful time um, that can change everything about the way you live. And and I had the privilege of being with two um, amazing friends Um very close friends. And at the time, really only one of them was a close friend, but now both of them are. And, and um so super stoked that, that I got to do that trip with them as long um, as well as other team members and, and friends that were on that trip and Chad and his family, of course, and Julia and the kids and, and the wonderful locals that we got to meet and, and host homes and everything in between. Just, just amazing job. But on the Sunday we were there, we were there, I think, about nine or ten days. And we'd been there. This is towards the end of the trip um, that Chad is speaking at uh, a church in Maui. And um, um, I could find the name, but it always evades me for some reason, the name of this beautiful church. And it, there's maybe 60, 70 people there and maybe a little bit less, maybe a little bit more. I really don't know. But um we go in and it's pretty normal. And, you know, at this point, you know, a year ago and, and especially now I'm so used to the ministry, uh, like, how do I say, like the normal way to do things, um, the 
the flow of a service uh, regardless. I, I feel like I have the ability to within five to 10 minutes of walking into a church building, I'm going to be able to tell you most likely what the topic is going to be, um, probably how many songs they're going to do or how long they're going to sing and, um, you know, what the after uh, service um, exit's going to look like. Is it a quick service? Are we at a Baptist church where everybody kind of leaves as soon as they walked in the door? Is it more of a charismatic church where people are going to be talking for 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, maybe an hour um, after the service? Is it an in-between church? Is it a, uh, you know, whatever it may be? Um, Probably not the Catholics. I I really, I have no idea what the Catholics do. I really wish um, one day I'm going to go to a mass. I'm so curious about Catholic mass, but um, I have not had the opportunity to be at one yet. And um, so, so here's the backdrop is this church is, uh, you know, I've gotten to know some of the people there and the pastor got to stay with him a little bit. And, and pastor Dwayne in Maui, just an amazing man. And I knew what we were getting and I knew it was going to be good. I knew it was going to be a really good service. Chad is speaking. It's going to be phenomenal. It's going to be top notch. It's going to be you know, people are going to get wrecked. People are going to be crying. People are going to be screaming, you know, for good reasons or bad reasons. Like it's going to be good, but there's a difference between a really good service and one that you get whacked out of your mind. You know what I mean? Like, like people that really could happen to anybody, right? Like it's not like a tier thing. It's not like, Oh, I've done this a while. So this happens to me here and here. It's not, it's not like that. It's just kind of like sometimes you go to a church service and you're like, yeah, that was really, really good. But nothing really connects. And and I've heard sermons about that being like a, a bad thing. And that's something on you. Like, oh, you should be able to get super connected to whatever's being spoken about, right? And and I don't agree with that um, at all, frankly. I think sometimes um, services aren't for you. And um, I, in fact, I don't think services are normally for you ever as an individual. But um, um, often they do um, bring, you know, the Lord does speak individually through corporate service. But um, the whole idea of a church is a family and a gathering of like-minded um, or like-hearted, I should say, people. And um, sometimes church is for your your brother. It's for your daughter. It's for your sister. It's not actually for you. And um, if you don't connect, it's not a bad thing to be like, yeah, that was amazing. I had a great time. But God didn't destroy me inside and out, you know. And this was one of those services for me. It was uh, it was beautiful. The worship was phenomenal. There were angels singing and and flying around, and I could see them in the spirit, just doing all sorts of bonker stuff. And my friend Alicia's leading worship and uh, with their band, and it's just incredible. It's going off, and the whole room is really engaged in this man and wife had come in with first time visitors and you know, they'd been Christians a while, but they, they were switching churches. And, um, I don't, if I remember right, they weren't even charismatic, uh, had no real understanding of the spirit world. And, uh, toward the end of the service, uh, the husband actually began to manifest some pretty intense demons. And I will never forget the look on his wife's face. Uh, because obviously this is not something that she was aware of that he had. And, uh, I don't, I don't know that he was aware that he had a demon, um, 
possession happening in his life, but uh, there was there was some serious uh, demonic oppression um, there. And um, I I didn't deliver him. I wasn't involved in that. Um, just, <laughs> you know, it just uh, caught my caught my attention uh, as we were ministering there. And and so when we when we went to leave, um, I took note of like, wow, this is a, this was an amazing service. But I didn't get wrecked. You know, I didn't go into some flat out open vision. I didn't fall into a trance. I'm not shaking, rattling on the floor. I'm not scream crying. I'm not laughing like an idiot. I'm not drunk in the spirit or, or even high in the spirit, as I would say. Like n- none of the extras, you know, just good. And uh, a, a friend that had come on the trip earlier in the week had um, had heard me laughing. And she said, oh, oh, is he getting drunk? And I told her, no, 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 no. If I'm drunk in the spirit, you're going to know. This is just me all the time. Isaac means laughter. I laugh a lot. I promise, like, this isn't me drunk. This is just average me. But if I'm drunk, I'll let you know. (laughs) (laughs) And you'll know it. And so as we walked out of this uh, service on Sunday, she came up to me and and she gave me a hug. And she, she said, you know, I just... um. I feel so loved by you. And, and she began to compliment me. Right. And, and it wasn't like a prophetic word. And, and of course it was encouraging, but it, it didn't have that like spiritual encouragement, like type language. It wasn't anything over the top. It was just very like, she appreciated me. She wanted to let me know. And she gave me a hug and I'm telling you, man, when she gave me that hug and she was talking to me, I felt just the, the face of God, the love of God, the fire of God, so heavy, so heavy, just begin to increase on my body, physically feeling the weight of God on me. And I begin to feel so joyful and and knew I was beginning to get drunk in the spirit and could feel the joy radiating off my body and just begin to giggle and giggle and laugh and laugh. And it, it, got, it got more intense, more intense, more intense. And, and so I just began to howl with laughter and I looked at Brianna and I said, uh, I said, I think I'm getting drunk. And she goes, wait, really? Are you sure? I'm like, oh, absolutely. <laughs> and I began to laugh and laugh and I laughed for, for quite a while. And, and I mean, I was really drunk and I was supposed to be the driver. We're going to get Thai food. I'm really excited about this Thai food, but I am just a laughing, joyful mess. And the Lord says, give the keys to Jana. And, you know, Jana's my good friend traveling with, with me. And it's her, I, and Alicia in the car. And and I'm like, no, I can drive. I, you know, like, I'll drive. Like, it's fine. I'm the driver. And the Lord says, no, <laughs> give her the keys. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, maybe, you know, I'm like considering it. And. Um, this is before we get in the car. This is as we're like just standing around outside and um, some of us are drunk out in the parking lot and I go into an open vision and I see this big open grass field with what what I just know to be a little golden sheep gate, little gold like sheep gate. In the middle of it, there's no fence around it. It's just the gate. And it swings open. 
and I'm waiting, man. I'm like golden gate, you know, my brain and my spirit are operating at the same time, right? So my brain is trying to understand what I'm seeing and my brain goes golden gate, San Francisco. The Lord's about to drop something about San Francisco. And I'm like, it's a sheep gate. Oh, Jesus calls himself the sheep gate. Like, okay, this is about Jesus breaking into San Francisco. Like, oh, it's an open grass field. There's an open field. Like, like it's not a harvest field. It's like, oh, his sheep are scattered. They're nowhere to be seen. Like I'm trying to completely in my own right, understand the imagery that I'm seeing. And as I'm having these thoughts, I just, I'm, I'm waiting with expectancy, so excited for the amazing download that I'm about to get from God. And instead, I hear God say, Isaac, I'm giving you free parking. And I'm so just gone in the spirit that I begin to laugh like a maniac and Normally, when I'm drunk like that and I have a vision, I have an encounter, I will keep the Lord's secrets, right? The Lord will tell me something and I'll just kind of hold on to it and I'll wait for a good time. I'll wait. Oh, is this a prophecy? Oh, is this a this? Oh, is this that? Is this for them? Should I tell them that? You know, it's the way that I do the prophetic everywhere I go because sometimes I'll read people's mail as I'm just walking through an aisle at, at like Walmart or something. I'll immediately see something on their life and and I've kind of learned to to turn that down in public so that I'm not overwhelmed by um, information about people that I I don't feel like I need access to um, unless the Lord is wooing me to go do something with it or wooing me to pray into it. I won't share what I think is is potentially one of the Lord's secrets because God shares his secrets with the prophets and, and, um, you know, it's a special friendship there. And so sometimes I will, but sometimes I don't. And this time I'm so drunk that it doesn't even occur to me that maybe I shouldn't say anything. Instead, I just blurt out, guys, he's giving me free parking. And uh, the girls are kind of like, what? And I'm like, "Like, I just had this vision. I'm telling them, as I'm still in the vision, I'm telling them about my vision. I see a sheep gate. It's open to this field, open to this big grassy field. It's a golden gate, golden. And it's open, it's open, it's open. And God is. God says, I'm giving you free parking. And I'm laughing my head off and they're like, what does that mean? Ask Jesus what that means. And I'm like, I don't know. And I'm like, Lord, what does that mean? And I don't hear anything. And I'm like, I don't know. I think it means I'm getting free parking. And one of the girls is like at the hotel later or later this week or like when we go to uh, we take the road to Hana in a couple of days. Like what, where are we getting this free parking? And I'm like, I have no idea, but but free parking and. And um, sure enough, we get to the car and, and I'm like, the Lord's like, hey, remember, give Jana the keys. And I'm like, okay. So I'm like, Jana, you need to drive. And she goes, um, okay. And so then she, you know, she hops in the driver's seat and I lay down in the back seat and I just laugh and laugh and laugh. And after a few minutes and right before we get to the restaurant, I kind of sober up and I'm good to go. We get this awesome Thai food and and then we're going on a hike, a beautiful hike. Um, it really wasn't that intense. But I was told it was less intense than a hike we'd done previously in the week, which was a not a hike at all. It was a walking path. And so I'm like, oh, less intense than a walking path is like I'm sitting on a couch, you know. 
Like it was, it was registered in my brain as, oh, this is going to be nothing sauce. And instead it was a little sauce. So I broke my sandals. I ruined my t-shirt. I was not well prepared for what ended up being not that bad of a hike, but a real hike compared to what we'd done earlier in the week. And we're going through this beautiful hike and um, still in, in my third year of BSSM and uh, the three of us, Jana, Alicia, and I kind of are trailing behind the rest of the group that's on the hike and we're preaching to each other. We have an assignment coming up, so we have to we have to preach. And so we're the three of us are kind of coming up with sermons um, off topics that we're seeing in the forest to, to test our abilities and kind of prepare for this upcoming space. Uh, a sermon that we have to give and as we're walking back through the jungle and it's beautiful there's all this bamboo there's these waterfalls i mean it's gorgeous we're just having a blast and um where the hike was is on this road up past lahaina that is it's windy and it's really a it's technically a two-lane road but it's really a one-lane road like there's no way you can fit more than one car on that road i mean I, Unless it's, you know, European cars, you're not fitting American cars down this road, you know. And so I'm I'm weaving this Jeep that we have through the freaking uh, you know, just cliff sides all the way around and and have to park in this like spot that literally, you know, is like there's other people parked there and you're not supposed to park there and um but I'm like, whatever, there's like twenty other cars here, so it's fine, right? So we park there and then we go on this hike and we're on our way back. We come through and and what I'd take a note of but didn't pay attention to is when you go on to this hike, when we started it, there was this little red fence. Um, or not fence, but gate. It was this little red gate leading to the trail. And there was no fencing along it. It was just the gate. It wasn't golden. It was just red. And we come back through that gate and I'm like, I'm like, oh, yeah, we walked through this gate again. And we keep walking, and there's this broken glass, either from a bottle or a car window. I don't know what it's from, but just lots of little broken glass um, there in the street, kind of, you know, 10, 20 feet behind our car. And as I walk over it, I hear one of the girls points out the glass. I think it was Alicia. And um, she says something about, look at this glass. And I don't know why it irritated me so much, but for some reason, I'm like, I got so irritated that uh, that the girls were fascinated by this glass. And so I turned around and I said something like, it was just glass. And um, now Alicia says I tell this story backwards, and I can't remember what detail she thinks I get wrong. So I'm going to tell it the way I tell it. And uh, if uh, I ever get her on this show, then... Um, she can she can hash out the details but um so i i'm looking at this glass the girls are looking at this glass and and or no i'm not looking at glass i'm walking toward the car the girls are looking at glass they're like wow check out this glass and i turn around i'm like guys it's just glass like forget about it and as i look at the glass and i turn around and i look at them behind them is a sign just above the gate just to the right of it, that is a no parking sign. And it says no parking at any time, right? It's a typical sign you see all over America. Except, this time, 
over the word no parking, or um, excuse me, over the word no, is a little Hawaiian license plate. You know those like bicycle license plates with your names on it you'd have as a kid? The even crazier part about this is that earlier in the week, I had in fact told God in a gift shop, this is kind of lame, but I want one of these with my name on it. But you never find one that's that has Isaac and spells it right. You know, for some reason, Americans spell Isaac like a million different ways. Um, and I, I don't really get it, but it's a thing. And so I never find my name spelled correctly. And I will say that because if you spell Isaac any other way than I do, I promise you're just wrong. Like, it's not like a debate. You've made it up because my name is like one of the oldest names. I get really passionate about this, if you can't tell. But my name's like the oldest name in the world, like one of them. And so to spell it any other way is flat out like just it's heretical, quite frankly. And uh, I'll fight you for it. But um, <laughs> so I see this. I see that the angel got a kick out of that one. <laughs> I see this um, license plate in the gift shop, and I'm like, "Oh Jesus! Wow, this one has my name on it." Like, um, and it's spelled correctly. And I'm like, "I I want one of these. That would be awesome to get one of these this week." But it's kind of you know I don't know what I'd do with it, right? And and it was like an offhanded thought. It wasn't verbalized. I just I thought it in my brain, but instead. Um, I didn't buy it, and I, and you know we left, and so here we are at the end of this trail, no parking sign, and I'm staring at the no parking sign, and over the word no, is a little Hawaiian license plate that has my name on it, and so instead of no parking, it says Isaac, parking anytime. And dude, when I'm telling you, my mouth dropped. Here we are, not two hours from this amazing encounter that I had just had where I saw an open sheep gate and I heard the Lord say, I'm giving you free parking. I'm staring at a confirmation of a little Hawaiian license plate with my name duct taped to a no parking sign that confirms he's giving me parking at any time. I'm flabbergasted. And... The girls are flabbergasted when I exclaim, look at the sign, and they see it. Because if you remember, I don't normally tell people about the crazy things God does. You know, not in the moment at least. I might wait a little while. But this one, I was so drunk, I told them. And I wasn't shocked that God did it. I've had all these crazy things happen to me. I was so excited that these two people not only witnessed me have the encounter, but then witness the confirmation. I was so excited because that does not happen to us all the time. We don't get the confirmation all the time that we're wanting and other people to see it. And it was so, so just, it, it to this day, it feels redeeming. And, and I know that's a weird word to use because in no way um, did, did Jana or Alicia need to see me be redeemed from anything that I know of, unless they did. I don't think they did. But, um, but to, it, it just felt like culturally, um, and just like self, uh, redeeming to me, like, like Jesus redemption for something to that. I'm not crazy. It was like this confirmation of like, you're not crazy. Other people might think you're crazy, but I'm going to show other people that you're not crazy. Like I'm going to prove that what happens to you is real. And it's from me, not just so you'll know, but so that the people around you will stop questioning it, you know? And again, I don't actually think that the two of them needed 
to see that on my life, but it was so beautiful just to see it happen. And the reality is beyond that, beyond that, like that, like self-knowledge of like, Oh wow. The Holy spirit is so good to me that he would confirm something that quickly. There's no, there's no real, like, Oh, he did it for this. I have no idea what that even means to this day. What does free parking mean? I don't know if that means I have a free right to minister in Hawaii for the rest of my life. I don't know if that means the United States is mine. I don't know if that was if that was referring to um, I'm going to have actual supernatural uh, parking, like grace and favor on my life for the rest of ever. I would say if that's the case, um, it hasn't kicked in yet. But it, it could be the case. I, I don't know. I have no idea other than I know God is a fun God. He's real. He's supernatural. And he's so freaking cool that sometimes when you're in a vision like that, literally, literally within hours, the Holy Spirit's like, I got you, bro. Don't even sweat it. Don't even worry about it. I'm going to make other people see that you're not insane. And I'm going to do it right now. So I take that little license plate with me whenever I go on ministry trips now. I bring it to churches. Sometimes I, I use it even when I'm telling the story to show people, hey, this is the actual sign. I took it. Of course I took it. It's a that's a marking stone. That is like a when the when the Israelites crossed the Red Sea and they built a monument to let the rest of the generations know, that license plate will be with me until the day that I die, and I will show my kids, I'll show my grandkids. Everybody in my life is gonna see that little license plate and know, hey, this thing doesn't make sense to me, but I promise you it's a gift from God. It's a memorial stone of what he's done for me and breathtaking, breathtaking moment. And I hope that encourages you today. If you feel like you've been kind of uh, steered as crazy or, or you're waiting, or even if it's not that you're like, oh, I connect with that because people around me think that I'm crazy. I have these encounters, but instead you're like, oh, wow, I wish the Lord would confirm things in my life that quickly i think i think god hears my prayers but he doesn't answer me very quickly i i feel like i have visions and encounters but i don't see that kind of thing and if you connect with that instead then then i pray that happens for you i pray god that you would just freaking wreck people with how quickly you like to answer prayers and i'm so excited guys um i'm excited in general i was about to say something else but yeah i just feel excitement and uh, excitement all over this. I think I think when some people listen to this, there's just going to be a breakthrough for them. There's going to be such a wild breakthrough in their prayer life and um, uh, in visions and in seeing things uh, in your mind's eye and in the spirit. And so um, thank you so much uh, for listening to this episode. And guys, we are in it. This is uh, This is like episode five or six. I think, and man, thank you so much. If you've made it this far, you are a real one. I appreciate you so much, and I'm so excited. We do have the newly launched merchandise, and um, I just want to do a quick promo for that before we get off, and it's nothing crazy. We haven't launched a website yet or anything, but if you want a limited edition, there are only going to be a 100 of these. So they are limited edition, trust me. And they're actually pretty sick. Um, I'm currently having to switch distributors, but uh, the original um, 
group that are done are tremendous. They're tremendous. I'm in love with them. I love the design. And we might have some new designs coming in the future. But if you want one of these first edition limited run Jesus is Supernatural podcast t-shirts, hit me up on Instagram. Um, that is uh, Supernatural Jesus on Instagram or uh, my personal Instagram. You're welcome to do that. Hit me up on Facebook. And um, can't do Twitter anymore, unfortunately. Um, hashtag banned for life. Thank you, Elon Musk. And um, get yourself a t-shirt today. It goes All the money goes towards this podcast promoting my ministry. And um, you get a t-shirt in exchange for basically what is a donation to um, my life's call and, um, and to this podcast to help us get going. And it does cost money, people. Actually, isn't free to, to record these and, and the equipment that goes into it and the editing. And, and uh, my producer down in Belize, who does a tremendous, tremendous job, there is actual money that goes into this, this program. And so um, think of it as a partnership if uh, you don't just want a t-shirt inherently. Uh, feel free to buy one anyway. <laughs> so anyway, that's my short plug. Thank you so much, um, guys. I super appreciate you listening and I uh, hope you have an amazing week. Tune in next week. It's going to be another epic episode. I'm so excited for this guest. Um, he's an amazing guy and I can't wait for you to hear from him. Woo! What's up, party people? Thanks for listening to the Jesus is Supernatural podcast. This podcast was edited and produced by Nikeo Productions. To check out other shows by Nikeo, just search Nikeo Productions wherever you listen to podcasts.